Spotify, even though on Spotify their podcasts are barely listened to and they're not on the top of the charts. I love how people step into our world of, you know, radio slash podcasting. Yeah, someone's being called T-Rex. Here come the rain again, so fuck it, I'll be taking off. I bump my music, hit the road like I'ma be the boss. I hear you talking, but I promise I ain't listening. I'm in my world, you can't disturb, I promise, cause I'm getting it. Yeah, I'm responsible, make sure that my family fed. If I ain't home, then I must be out. Yo, what is up? Boy, Tomas Ramirez here, bringing you a brand new episode segment of reviews. If you're barely waking up, man, good morning. If you're just getting your afternoon started, good afternoon. Whenever the fuck you're listening to this shit, it really doesn't matter. Fuck, man. As long as you're listening, dude, or chicks, whatever. Hey, I'm a dude, you're a dude, shit, we're all dudes, right? But I just want to thank y'all for tuning in to this awesome new segment. We have a awesome guest today. His name is Will Man, this dude that I'm interviewing, to me, he is like the smartest, intelligent man I feel like I've ever interviewed, and I feel like that's ever been on this podcast. So, that is kind of saying a lot, because I feel like I'm pretty smart. You feel like I'm pretty smart? Probably not. (laughs) But after that, we have a brand new What the Fuck segment with my boy Robert and my boy Juan. Uh, We're going to be talking about you know all the crazy shit that we've heard throughout the week y'all know how it is man that's literally my favorite segment my favorite thing and then uh after that we have our review me and my boy robert have our review of grandma's boy so i really hope y'all you know like it really hope y'all dig it uh y'all check that have y'all seen grandma's boy man i know that's probably like a blast from the past from you cult followers out there but anyway y'all let me know what y'all think and uh let's get this thing started Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Tomas Ramirez. I'm here with the Trillist of the Trill, the one and only Mr. Will. How are you doing today, man? I'm good, man. How you doing, bro? I'm doing really good, dude. I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to, to, to come be with us today um, on, on my podcast reviews, man. So, uh, hell, I mean, shit, just kind of get into it, dude. Like, what made you start your own podcast, man? Oh, dude, it's been something that I've been wanting to do for a while, man. Um, and I uh, had some free time, man. I ended up buying a few mics. Some friends told me, hey, you need to do it. And, you know, um, here I am. Okay, okay. So so your friends are the ones that kind of – so you wanted to do it the whole time, but your friends are the ones that kind of pushed you to, to, to pursue it, huh? Absolutely. Okay, man, those are some real friends right there, dude. Those oh, are some yeah. real good friends, man. Uh, so on your podcast, uh, I only listen to to one show, so I'm sorry about that. But uh, w- what kind of topics do you normally talk about on your podcast? Oh man, we do a little of everything on Will Talk, man. Uh, we we talk about social issues, uh, relationships, um, sports. Um, we really don't dive into politics much, but you know, sometimes with social issues, it runs into politics. So yeah. Okay. All right. And um, when I when I uh had saw your show, I, I believe it was you and two other guys. <clears throat> is it normally is that your regular cast or or is it normally just you? Um. Well, usually what happens is it's me, and what I do is I will um 
then bring on guests who maybe can speak to the topic that I, I'm talking about. So um, not an expert in the field, but someone with some experience in that particular subject is what I what I usually bring on to the show. Okay, okay, all right. Um, and then uh, on your on the episode that I saw, uh, y'all were talking about race. Uh, is mm-hmm. there is there a reason that 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 you wanted to talk about race in that particular episode, or was it just something well, that kind of just got brought up? Um, yes, it, a little of both. Um, it's it's a topic that is is sensitive, and there's some obvi- obvious things that take place that you want to discuss with um, you know, your peers and anyone who's listening. And um, so it's always been something that I've been aware of. Um, it kind of happened because um, I was having a conversation with a friend, and he brought up a topic that I thought would really be interesting to talk about on the show um, because his perspective was coming from someone who was not black. So I'm viewing it differently. He's viewing it differently. Let's talk about it on the show. Okay. Okay. And see that that's, that's, I, I like stuff like that, dude, because instead of just hearing it from one side, you literally hear it from both sides. And then exactly. I feel like you kind of get a better understanding of where both sides are coming from. Like you can't always agree with everybody, but you can at least understand where they're coming from and stuff, man. Absolutely. So I, I really do like that, man. Uh, so how long have you been doing your podcast? Oh, dude, oh uh, man, we are going on. I started in February, actually. February was the kickoff. Um, I recorded some stuff like the previous year, last year, but I didn't really like it. But I, I launched everything in February. Okay, all right. And um, so far with your podcast going on, man, what, what was the biggest lesson that you've learned so far? Oh, dude, biggest lesson. Um, editing is not fun. <laughs> yes yes no it is not at all man it, it takes, takes up a lot, lot of time <laughs> yes dude yeah and you get so burnt out with trying to make it fit and cut out certain things and yeah i become almost a one take wonder when i do it by myself i can almost do it in one take just because i don't want to hit it <laughs> yeah Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's something that I've learned too. Like I've learned to kind of just just do it in one, in one take, dude. Less editing. Um, cause when I first started, dude, I was using crutch words. I kept saying like, 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 um, um, and shit and shit. And I was kind of like, okay, I need to expand my vocabulary so I don't have to edit all that stuff out every five seconds or something or every sentence, pretty much, man. Uh, so is there an episode on your podcast that you were like? this is going to be the best episode I ever did, but then you just turned out it was just a disappointment due to views or just due on your part or just any guests you had or yeah. Anything like that? Yeah, I would say, well, it's two parts to this. Um, it was one episode that I knew was going to be, you know, it, and it turned out to be dope. Um, and the second one that I thought that would be that would be received really well, and it wasn't, and I didn't understand. I was like, damn. I mean, you know, I, I thought this would really be it because I thought the content was good. You know, and I thought the content was good. I thought, you know, what I just what what I was discussing was well. It it, it, it was something that people could relate to, and nah, it didn't didn't turn out the way I thought. So far, do you have a favorite episode that you put out where you're like, this is just an episode, but then it ended up just turning out to be one of your, your like your top five or just your favorite? Yeah, I would say 
funny enough, my first one is my favorite episode. Why is that one? Well, because that one, it had so much passion in it. You know, it was it was a personal it was some personal views involved in it. It was a topic that is highly discussed in relationships. Is why do men cheat? And um, there was a lot of back and forth with it. So yeah, my first episode would probably be my favorite. So um, with your first episode, was it was it just you, or did you have someone like you know with you talking about that, or it was just me? But the feedback I got from it, and it follow, I had follow up episodes which started a series on that why do men cheat because it was received so well. Um, okay. So it kind of was the launching pad to me to now start making series out of my episodes because it would start off with myself and then I would bring in one guest and we would discuss the same topic from another point of view. And then I have a panel of people and we would talk about that same topic from two or three different, different points of view. So my first episode gave me that vision to what I do now. So it's my favorite because of that. And it's also my favorite because it has, you know, the most feedback on it. People really like it. Okay. And um, is, is that series uh, still going? Why do men cheat? Are you still doing that series with other people or? Well, yeah, actually, yes. It kind of slowed down a little because I had some other stuff that I wanted to get into the two Americas with this. They are the episode, one of the episodes you listen to about race. Um, I wanted to get into that. I thought that one was really, um, would be really intriguing. And I didn't want to kind of beat people over the head with the same topic as far as why do men cheat. So I wanted kind of to branch out, but still be able to go back to it. So, but yes, to answer your question, yeah, it's still something that I'm doing. Okay. And um, how many segments to, to that one do you have so far, if you can remember? Three. Three. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. Three. I believe I believe I have three to that one. No, but it's two. I take that back. It's two to that one. And then I have one that was really good off of that one was called um, Can We Be Friends, which is basically um, a, a male and a female being friends in a committed relationship. For instance, let's say I'm married, but I have a homegirl. Can I still be friends with her? Okay. Yeah. So that was kind of that was a really good series as well. So, so um, can I get your opinion on that? Because like yeah, like do talk, you think do, do you think like do you think in a couple's like you can have opposite sex as friends? I think if you had those friends before you were in a relationship and you introduced your friend to your partner, then yes. But I okay. think you must respect that person should respect your relationship as far as there's certain things we can't do together anymore that we might have used to do separately. You know? Right, yeah, yeah, like cuddling on the couch or something, like literally with <laughs> it being innocent, nothing at all. Like, no, I, I understand, I understand. Right, right, right. Um, so it, there's certain boundaries or lines you shouldn't shouldn't cross anymore out of respect for that relationship now. But yeah, I believe so, but I really think with a lot of communication is I mean that's the key. In all my episodes at the end, I really push communication. I think communication is the key to making any of those relationships work. 
Okay, and um, when you said the friends that you had before you got in a relationship, so what about any like new girls new that friends? try to talk to you or no yeah. new friends, man? Okay, no okay, friends. so you're like, no. nah, stay away, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, I would say I would say it's really you know case by case, but if we're being realistic, for the most part, if you're in a committed relationship or married, um, you're not really in the the circle so much with people who want to be your friends, so to speak. You know, it's like, ah, I know you're in a relationship, they kind of fall back. And then it's so, again, it's case by case. You bring her or him in, depending on the relationship, and hey, there's somebody I, I met at work. Uh, they like bowling. I like bowling. Um, we, when we come out, hey, I want you to meet them, just that and the third. So it, with communication, it can happen. I just think it makes it easier if it's a situation that if you already know that, look, this is my friend that I've had for 10 years, and now I introduce her to you when we first started dating, you already understand that this is the dynamic of it. I'm going to respect our relationship. Our friendship is going to now kind of fall back some because now I can't do certain things I used to do with my friends because now I have a girl. You know, so it can work. It just takes communication. Man, dude, like, like you're really, you're really fucking smart, man. Like, is this just like years of, of like just watching everything around you, or just like your parents, grandparents telling you this, or you just watching others, or uh, life experience, man. Life experience is uh, and thank you. I mean, I'd consider myself to be okay. I don't know if I'm smart, but um, life experiences, man. Truly, and, and and being humble, you know, being humbled, being honest with yourself, because a lot of people are delusional about things, man. Just being honest and being real, and I think that really what helps me in relationships with my friends, with my wife, with my kids, with whomever. You know, I want to be honest, upfront, and you know, take it from there. Okay, yeah, because uh, I've been married for, for 10 years already. We're going to be 11 years in August, but any girl that, like, I kind of first meet, dude, literally the first sentence out my mouth is, hey, I'm married, just so you know, like, mm -hmm. this ain't going. And then I make damn sure I tell my wife that day, hey, I met this person, just so you know, we just talked about this, this, and this. It's yes. nothing, really. So she's, you know, she, she doesn't really worry about any of this stuff like well, that. You're a pretty smart guy, too, man, because that's, Hey, that's hey, that's getting ahead of it right there. Because a lot of times, if you don't do those things, man, you can set yourself up for failure in the long run, man. So those are really, I hate to use this word, but I'm going to use this being precautionary. You know, you're taking the preventative steps to make sure that I don't run into any issues moving forward or, or lead anybody on to make them think of anything differently. So, yeah, man, that's, that's pretty dope, man. That's smart. Man, thank you, thank you. I, I got to give the credit to my wife, though, man. She, we met when we were like kids, kind of. So she kind of okay. put up with so much of my bullshit, and then yeah. I kind of just matured. You know, it's long. Uh, the longer the relationship was, I matured better and stuff. Became the husband right. that she that she actually deserved and stuff, man. Right. So, uh, That's dope, man. That's dope. Thank you, man. Thank you, thank you. So, uh, is there any topics that you kind of stay away from due to criticism? To be honest with you, man, it's funny. I was um, kind of talking with my wife about um, certain things. She she calls me the the jack of all trades, and it's like, well, you can talk about anything. Um, 
but my own personal comfort, I think I would probably stay away from something um, that I, I have little to no knowledge on. And for instance, um, I kind of stay away from gay relationships because I don't have any gay friends. I'm a straight male. So anything I'm getting ready to say now is going to be just an opinion totally based off of no real life experience. So I try to stay away from things that I don't have any real life experience to discuss just because I don't, I want people, it's called real talk. So I want to give you my perspective from life experiences that has worked for me or for others. I can't talk about something to give you that if I have, I don't know anything about it. Like I'm not going to talk about 13th century Renaissance art. I don't know anything about that art. You know, right. so there's certain topics that I probably would, but I would, I'd be willing to bring someone on the show who would be living that lifestyle to where, okay, they can speak to it, and now I can ask questions, and I would have someone with some experience, real life experience in that field, to be able to, to talk about. It. So to answer your question, um, not really. I mean, I'm open to anything because I love conversation. I love the different perspectives. Um, but you know, not, nothing in particular. Okay. All right. Yeah. And, um, like you said, uh, I, I kind of do the same thing. I'll like, if I know what I'm talking about, I'll talk about it. Cause I don't want to be like the Karens out there that just say stuff just, you know, just so they can be heard and they just right. look dumb, sound dumb. And it's like, yeah, shut up, dude. Like you, yeah, you have no right. idea what you're talking about. Oh, uh, okay. So have you ever said anything on your podcast that you regretted or just had to apologize for, or you kind of just look back and kind of kick yourself a little bit? Yeah, man, you hear you. I mean, you know, man, some, sometimes you don't even like the sound of your voice when you go back. Like, man, that's what I sound like. Like, I wish I could, <laughs> you know, but you know, everybody else is digging it. Like, oh man, you got a great voice. It's like, I don't like the way I sound. Um, I would say, yeah, there was a few. But one in particular that kind of st stood out was we were having a discussion about emotional cheating and physical cheating. And I made a comment basically stating that emotional cheating is nowhere near as serious as physical cheating. But I did not put in the disclaimer of to me. I should have said to me, emotional cheating and physical cheating is nowhere near the same. And I just said, I left it as that. So it didn't necessarily come back to bite me, but when I heard it and when others kind of, you know, mentioned like their experiences with emotional cheating, it kind of made me feel like, well, I kind of hate that I did not, I wasn't clear when I said emotional cheating is not as serious to me as physical cheating. So that would probably be one of the, the ones that kind of stick out the most. Because I was like, I wish I would have done that because I didn't want to turn any listeners off or have anyone with, you know, making me making them feel like I was sliding or minimizing their situation. So, okay, and um, to me, because I I don't know the difference, man. What is the difference between? Well, I I know the difference between physical cheating, but what what is emotional cheating? What is that? Emotional cheating, and um, I, like I said, I had an episode where my, my wife was describing it so well. I had an idea, but she kind of cleared it up. For instance, let's just say I use bowling as the example. I have a love for bowling. I meet a lady who bowls as well. We meet up and we go bowling. I tell her things that 
my wife doesn't know I'm telling her. We, I lean on her for certain things when I should be leaning on my wife. And it's not anything sexual, so to speak. It's just the fact that now I, now I'm leaning on her in a matter that I should be leaning on my wife. And it really gets, for me, it, it gets a little touchy because realistically speaking, I emotionally cheat on my wife with my friend because I talk to him about things. I lean on him emotionally. All of these things take place, but I, the, the change of the game is when the sex is could be involved. I can't, I'm a straight male, so I'm not having sex with my, my friend who's a guy. Right, right. I could have sex with this lady. So now it's emotional cheating because I am with someone and sharing these things with her that I should be telling my wife. And not just okay. the bowling. I use the bowling as the, where it's innocent. But now we build something bigger because now we're spending time together. Now we're talking about stuff. Yeah, she actually knows your personal, something personal about you. Exactly, exactly. So that's, that's one of the many different um, forms of emotional cheating versus physical cheating. And again, for me, um, not even to get deep into it, but just on the surface, bro, um, there's so many different things that could be considered emotional cheating. We don't have any disagreement on, we all understand what physical cheating is. There's no other oh, definition yeah. other than this is what that is. So that's where, for me, it becomes Again, I don't want to say not as heavy, but the line is not as clear. You know, like me just having a conversation, you can interpret that as emotional cheating with someone, but you would never interpret it as physical cheating. You know, uh, yeah. And when they, and when someone throws out the word cheater, you automatically go to physical. No one thinks about oh, he emotionally cheated on you. No, you you're thinking he had sex with her. He went out and had sex with someone. So for me, when I hear that, it's like I want to give emotional cheating the weight that it deserves because it could be very bad in certain situations, but nothing trumps the physical act because mm -hmm. there is no other definition to physical cheating than intercourse, some form, some form of sexual act took place. So mm -hmm. that, that's my, my take on the whole physical and emotional cheating. Okay. All right. Uh, just because we're on the topic of cheating, do you believe once a cheater, always a cheater, or do you believe no. people can actually? Okay. All right. Hell yeah. So you believe people can actually change? Yeah, I, I'm a I'm a big believer in people do what they want. Mm -hmm. We honestly right. do what we want. Very rarely in life are we faced with decisions where we're forced to do something by gunpoint or by a knife to the throat. Okay, no one has a gun to your head making you make a decision. No one has a knife to your throat making you make these decisions. You have the choice to either do one or the other. You either choose to do it or you don't. I honestly feel like if someone wants to not cheat, they won't. If someone wants to steal, they will. Like, it's one of those things that either you do it or you don't. So I believe that a person can't change, but I honestly, I feel like the change has to be something, of course, that comes within and has to be a sense of urgency has to be placed on them. Like, okay, look, if you do this again, I'm out. And you need to care about that person because if she tells you this or if he tells her that and they don't feel that way, they're not going to change. Yeah. So I honestly feel like, yes, a person can stop doing whatever they want, 
if they want it. And then depending on what the addiction is, if we're talking about something like, you know, where it's, you know, a drug or something, and that's different because that's a chemical, that's in the that's in the brain, but we're talking about something physically, can I stop doing it? Can you stop playing PlayStation as much as you play PlayStation will? Yes, I can. Okay. Do I want to is a different subject, but yes, I can. So I think a person can change. Yes, once a cheater, not always anything. So, yeah. Hey, all right. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, man. So this next one is a speed round. It's called Finish This Sentence. Uh, I just say something. You just say the first thing that kind of pops in your head, all right? All right. So if I could have anyone on my show, dead or alive, it would be. MLK. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, if I could have any superpower in the world, it would be. Flight. The person I respect the most is. My wife. Best sex I ever had was with. My wife. My favorite position is. Ooh. <laughs> um. Doggy style. I was talking about sports. No, you wasn't. Nah. <laughs> nah. I, I hate that I nice. like this corny ass song. Say it again. I hate that I love this corny ass song. Oh. Corny song. Um, something about a battery board. Yeah, okay. <laughs> my, <laughs> like in the uh, the raindrops keep falling on my head. I like okay. like when I'm with my boys and stuff, I'll kind of like, you know, change change that, you know. But then when I'm by myself, I'll kind of turn it up a little bit and sing. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, so that's kind of it. Um, with the set with with the interview, man. Is there anything that you want to say, promote, shout out to anybody, or you know, the floor is all yours. I got a little bit of that, but I also have a, a, a few questions for you. I want to put you in the chair okay. for a second. Okay. All right, all right. Um, I was trying to do some research to get a little bit about your background. Are you from Austin? Yes. Austin, Texas, okay. born and raised. Okay. And it, would it be, I, I'm trying to figure out how to say this without sounding like an, an idiot. Your, um, your, your, your heritage would be what? Hispanic, Mexican. Okay. Um, do your parents speak Spanish? Yes. Do you speak Spanish? No, I do not. <laughs> Why not? Okay, so this is what my parents are. Right, now, I know right now it's on me to learn it, and I am learning very little. Um, but when I was younger, man, the only time my parents and grandparents would speak Spanish around us is if they were saying something about us. Uh, as far as it was, dude, on them, they did not want to teach us. I have no idea why. Uh, they just said, oh, well, actually, my dad, he answered it once. He said because he didn't think it would be important when I grew up. And then now that I grew up, if you know two language, you could kind of get a job anywhere, man. And yeah, so yeah. that's why now I'm trying to learn, especially because I've worked with, with real Mexicans and it's hard to communicate, you know, other than like pointing and say, I need, I right. need or something. So right. right. I, I'm learning now, but as far as it is, I, I don't really know a lot gotcha gotcha okay 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 yeah man i was um it's just a little background i know you're like man that's kind of a weird question man um i'm big on heritage and culture you know i like to know different things about different people so i can get a better understanding um and i grew up with a lot of um hispanic and, and mexican uh friends and we would have that discussion and i would hear different stories on why 
it wasn't spoke in their home. And now they wish that they might have did speak those, you know, speak their, their native tongue, so to speak, because of the reason that you spoke of, and as well as just still being connected. Uh, and not to say that you're not, I'm not saying that you're not because you don't, I'm just saying that that was some of the things that I, I heard. And I would just like to hear the different, you know, reasons why people don't if they do, you know. Um, I had a friend who told me that he didn't teach it to his kids, which to me was like, you know, so upsetting. You know, um, we wasn't close enough for me to let him know that it bothered me. Um, but, you know, when he said that it kind of bothered me, I was like, dude, that's, that's a part of who you are, man. Your parents are proud. And they were. His parents were very proud. And they spoke it and they spoke, you know, English, you know, well as, as well. But, you know, it's a part of who you are. It's like, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't teach that. So off the rails altogether, man. Um, as far as shout-outs, man, um, definitely want to give a shout-out to um, a few of my DJs, DJ Pomo. Um, you can follow him at DJ Pomo. He actually's in Austin quite a bit doing different things um, there um, on Instagram. He's, he's the DJ for the Rockets um, in the arena. He, he puts together a lot of different music, uh, working with um, a guy named Drum Master who does some music for me um, as well um, for my show. Um, you can follow me. Instagram at We'll Talk Podcast. Um, there's where I'm going to have different information that you can follow me on, see things that I got going on, um, as well as my um, Gmail account. You can send an email, questions there as well. If you don't want to, you know, if you're into the old fashioned email, that's going to be I Will Talk Podcast number 10 at gmail.com. Um, yeah, that's as far as it. As far as um, things I got coming up, man, I got um, I just did a, a show called um, Mad Fans, just talking about how these fans are going crazy, you know, with the players in the NBA, the NFL, as far as spitting on them, throwing popcorn, um, and I got Two Americas Part Three that's coming up too. Okay, all right, man. Again, Will, I really, really appreciate you taking time out to to come on this, man. Hopefully, we can get another one out of you uh, in the future or something, man. Uh, but yeah, man, you have a great day. Stay blessed, stay humble, man. Wish you nothing but the best for you and your podcast and you and your family as well, man. Same to you, my friend. Thanks for having me on. I can't wait for us to to link up again. What did I tell y'all, dude? I told you he was a very smart, very intelligent man. If y'all want to check anything out, I'm going to have his link down below uh, so y'all can check him out and everything. Uh, next, we have the what the fuck moments of the week. And that is with my boy Robert, my boy Juan. We're all just, you know, like I said, y'all know how it is, man. We're just talking about the craziest shit that made us go what the fuck throughout the week and everything. And we're just going to give y'all our thoughts and our opinions. And, you know, like I said, y'all feel free to comment below and let me know what y'all think about these crazy segments. Or fuck, let us know about a story that we missed that made you go what the fuck without further ado man i'm gonna go ahead and get into it man i'm gonna go ahead and shut up uh brand new what the fuck segment right now and now it's time for the what the fuck moments of the week what the fuck what the fuck all right seriously guys i mean really the fuck dude the fuck all right robert you I might not care about this one. I put this in there because I know me and Juan back in the day were fans of it. Sylvester Stallone is no part of Creed anymore. But it makes sense, though, to keep...
like just to keep the legacy alive of Rocky, it, it, it makes sense. You know, like Rocky taught somebody, then Creed teaches somebody, and then just keep the movie going and going and going. I mean, it's gonna make money. I don't yeah. know if Rocky's gonna keep Rocky's name's gonna keep making money, but it if someone like let's say my kid watches it at, at a teenage year, and then I'll be like, no, nah, check this out, now check out Rocky. It's gonna keep it alive. It's gonna keep the legacy alive. Okay, yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's the way I was looking at it too. Like he's passing the torch on to someone else. But if you literally want to do your history, it goes back this far. It's not just a creed like this. It literally creed and then Rocky go from like the seventies and shit. So I was pretty like impressed how he did it because I feel like if he would have did another Rocky movie with him boxing. It would have just been like, no, you did this shit already. Like you're too old. Like this time for sure, and shit. But uh, yeah, yeah, and I feel like it. it and, and if my my younger child enjoys the Creed movies and like gets inspired by that, I can bond with them through the Rockies of what I know. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you watch the Creed movies? So, so, them or no? I haven't watched them at all, dude. I only uh, read that article that you sent me. Okay. But I'm going to now just because of what I just said. Okay. <laughs> See how it is and shit. Robert, I know you saw the Creed movies. Did you like them or not? Oh, uh, they were all right. I remember seeing part two, but I've never seen any of the Rocky movies. But I kind of got the gist of, like, part two was him getting, like, uh, avenging, like, his dad's death, right? Like, Creed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, his dad dies or something yeah. in the Rocky movies. Yeah. It's so he's kind of like to, keeping to on his legacy. Huh? And he's trying to like keep his legacy going and Rocky becomes his teacher. And yeah. yeah. I guess he really can't become his teacher again. Like one was saying like it's passed on. We do that thing again where it shares the screen with y'all. I think you sent me this one too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Look at all the dads' reaction, bro. They're just stuck. <laughs> so I feel like they were just. Uh... They were trying to get like an event or something and they just got the wrong booking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right, so Juan, if you took your kids to Sunday school, man, and you literally <laughs> saw that, would you say something or would you sit back and enjoy the show? <laughs> no, I would leave and change churches, you know? Would you really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, if seventh grade one can see you now, fuck yeah. <laughs> right, but then I would, I would, uh, I would pull the pastor aside and be like, "What's really going on here? <laughs> like, what's really? Well, what was that all about? You know, I'm gonna pull out of this church. You're not even getting my tithes no more. But if you if you influence me or you know talk to me to stay, I might. But I would tell him and explain to him, yeah, that was not right. <laughs> okay, okay. Probably be like, hey man, people aren't donating like they used to. You gotta get some money somehow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Robert's gonna be perfect for the church, dude. <laughs> <laughs> for Jesus! For Jesus! For Jesus! 
on my knees. Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right, Robert, what about you? If you dropped your kid off and you saw that, and he's like, that, there's a talent show at my church. Come see you. And then Lee, you watch that. What would you do? Would you say anything or would you just sit back and enjoy the show? Uh, I don't think I would say anything. I'd just, like, leave, to be honest. You'd leave, so, too? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Okay, nice, nice. Honestly, I actually enjoy the show if it was me. You're, you're the one with kids, so you would actually, like, say, like, if your kids actually told you. That is true, you know, because in the scenario, I'm not picturing my kids. I honestly forgot they were there and shit. So, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. You're the one with real kids. You're the one that, like, at that age, too. You know what? I'd be like, you know, congratulations, guys. I never get to see this when I was fucking nine and ten years old. Like, <laughs> you're becoming men, I guess. Like, oh yeah, you have you have men. I mean, yeah, boys. I have none but girls as daughters. So oh, yeah, I would pull them out real quick. But inviting a strip at a church, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. That's too much with all the kids around and everything. Like, imagine a. A, a girl, right? She her she's been raised on on I don't know if it's Christianity or Catholicism, what was going on during that church, but with those values, like I can be a dancer on a pole for Jesus. You should like be whatever you want to be. That's no feminist. I, I mean, at that point, at that point, that's all you can tell her. Yeah. <laughs> Just be the best you can. <laughs> Hardcore vegan. She went to the internet and she said, I don't know if y'all read this or not. She said, so is it possible for crabs, pubic lights to crawl inside of you? I'm a hardcore vegan and didn't want them to and didn't want to kill them. So I've been letting them live as they please, but I am concerned that they're beginning to build a civilization inside my urethra. I really don't want to go to the ER. They become like children to me and I don't want to use them. Do you know any essential oils I could put in my urethra that would prevent them from entering? So, <laughs> let's see, Robert, <laughs> you go and get you hook up with a chick on Tinder, whatever. She fucking pulls it down and you just see a whole bunch of fucking crabs there. She's like, don't mind them, like, they're just minding their own business. Go ahead and eat it. Go ahead and take me to Pound Town. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm probably gonna kill. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't. Would you at least put your tongue in there so they can get all in your beard? Oh, no. <laughs> Not if it's like full on visible. <laughs> That's a fucking turn off. <laughs> Alright, well, what about you, man? <laughs> I, I don't know if you're, uh, as a child, you ever watched uh, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends? Nah. Talking about the lice. So there was this character, his imaginary friend, that had lice. He's all furry. He had lice. And the whole episode's about him not wanting to kill him because they're imaginary lice and they became his friends. So what they did, the conclusion of that episode was they dedicated a whole room. They shaved that dude bald and they let them live in that room. Right? And that's what this story, her post, um, brought me back to to think about, like, 
She could just grow them on a petri dish or something. Why does she have to keep them on her urethra? You know, her urethra is inside your body at that point, so they're inside her. Right. So I'm pretty sure if Robert went to fucking, he wouldn't know unless he told her, or oh, she oh, told yeah, him. She told him, right? Okay. Huh, so see, so, so Robert wouldn't even know then. Robert would not uh, know until he felt it tingling all over his, <laughs> you know, dickhead. And that's right, what's so fucked Robert, up. Before you fuck, do you go down on the pussy or do you just go straight to pound town? I go down on the pussy. So would he feel it in his beard or on his tongue? Yeah, I believe I would. On a human anatomy of a woman... Ah, fuck, I gotta think back. Urethra is pretty in there, you know? It's it's not, it's before the uterus. So, he might taste pee first, but it might be like acidic piss of some sort before he realizes this is not good pussy to eat. But, I don't know, I don't know Robert in that light, but if he's a freaky motherfucker, he really got to get in there to taste what's going on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, okay. All right, now, Juan, because you're the one with, with an actual, you know, uh, steady relationship. If your girl was like that, she was like, they can now be our crabs. We can have our family in real life. And then in the bed, we can have our little crab family. Would you be down with that? Or would you be like, that's a no? Hell no. Okay, because okay. I love my girl. And she told me that, I would have to live with it. Yeah, so they y'all crabs. But, but there would be no penetration because then I don't want crabs. And then I would look for oils that would help pre prevent these lice or crabs like from dying, but somehow comb them out. But if it's inside the urethra, how do you you gotta scoop it out with a shovel or something? Like that's where I don't know. So I'd probably be like, you either fix this or I'm getting the fuck out. Like, I treated my syphilis, bitch, just so we could fuck. You got to treat this shit if you're trying to get fucked. And what about back door? Is that not an option? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'll fuck. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> she can keep her little family colony going. Yeah, because, see, back door is not an option for me. Lamont said she doesn't like it. She said it like she bleeds or some shit out her butt. But, <laughs> alright, I got one last Well, she better there. start liking if she wants to keep that shit in her vagina. <laughs> yeah, I'll let her know, though. Wait, 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 what, what, do what do you mean? What do you mean, little man? I got what do you mean you'll let her know? If you... Oh, I'll let her know if she gets crabs, if she still wants to have sex, and then if she still wants to keep them, then that ass has got to just get used to the bleeding and the being, you know... Her asshole fucked up and she get looped up. <laughs> get some looped. I mean, if... <laughs> gotta get those oils. Oil for the crab. You gotta get those oils. I'm glad I can make this one a lot better than the last one. Shit. Last one was fucking horrible, dude. I was so unprepared and shit. Uh, very unprepared, very unprofessional. Ah, I know, I know, I was. It won't happen again, sir. I swear. I swear to God, it won't happen again. See, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, alright, so anything else y'all want to add before we sign off? Um, uh, no. The rat so, the rat I was at work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what?
Oh, okay. Well, I was at work, right? Wait, what? Wait, wait, Robert's gonna rap? What? <laughs> no, he said the rap panties. I forgot about that. That's what dude. Okay. Yeah, did you see the rat panties? Oh, the rat panties. Yeah, with the Chanel Chanel C's on it. <laughs> so I'm sure so, your girl knows about Mousetrap and all that stuff, right, Juan? Yeah. So it's your birthday, dude. It's your birthday, your anniversary, or Christmas, man. You pull down her dress and everything, and you see she's got some rat panties to honor the mousetrap. Would you be like, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Or would you like just, I, I I would lose my mind and just get turned off and laugh my ass off. But what would you do? <laughs> well, in my relationship, my girl's cracking up the whole time during sex. I don't know what it is, but she always has to laugh. She's always cracking jokes, making stupid shit. So if she does that, I mean, <laughs> all I can do is laugh with her, you know? And just, okay, so yeah, take them off and pound. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Robert? If you had a girl and she knew about your mousetrap days and shit, and then she was like, have a birthday, babe. Inspired mousetrap is Gucci on my Gucci. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't help but laugh with. I don't think I would get turned off. No. Yeah. Oh, fuck no. Those would look like fucking real rats and shit to me, dude. I was like, holy fuck, if that's a dead rat by your pussy, I'm not eating that for a while, man. <laughs> Unless she was like, no, no, keep them on while we do it. I'd be like, oh, alright, it's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> Make rat noises while I fuck you, doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> alright, all right, well, what were you saying about your, your work, though? So I had a bot, like he's the owner of the company, the, like the owner, and then there's like one guy, a, a manager. He had made a gay joke about uh, having knee pads during the workplace. He was like, oh shit, Juan, so you're ready for a raise? And I looked him straight in the eye and I was like, gay? And then everybody said, everybody, like my coworkers and everybody, they told me that I was in the wrong for doing that. Was I? You just said, are you ready for a raise? And you said, yay. I don't think so. Yeah, because I, I was putting on some knee pads. And he was like, what? You ready for a raise, Juan, or what? Oh! <laughs> so I seriously looked him dead in the eye and was like, yay. Okay. Nah, man. See, nah, you, I don't think that's offensive. I don't think you're in the wrong for that one. If anything, dude, you should have gotten and then, um, Let's go. And then, <laughs> and then uh, my supervisor was like, Juan, where's your knee pads, bro? You need your knee pads for the job. And I was like, nah, man. He made me feel very uncomfortable. I threw him away. And he just laughed. He was like, oh, shit, I remember that. That was, that was pretty fucked up of you. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, like, I, I seriously said, what the fuck? You know, like, I lost my respect for that guy and my supervisor. I don't even call my supervisor sir no more. I was like, fuck you, dude. What's up, dude? <laughs> So you feel like you were sexually harassed? Yeah. Yeah, how does that make you feel? Make me feel less than a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get him canceled, bro. Okay, well, we'll get him canceled together. We'll, we'll, like, start a fundraiser for, like, you know, save Juan from rape, from being raped or something. 
and then we'll have a jar. Oh man, fuck y'all! Yeah. You're just like my coworkers. <laughs> I mean, my coworkers they call knee pads cocksuckers. <laughs> put on your cocksuckers. So, I mean, we all just laugh about it because at that point, yeah, we know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll call you the, you know, the ambulance or something, Juan, you know. <laughs> Pick you up a little ambulance. Oh, <laughs> fuck y'all, man. <laughs> nah, but hey, guys, I appreciate y'all doing this for me, though, man. I really do. Uh, but yeah, appreciate it, man. Uh, I'll talk to y'all next time, though. All right. All right, What did y'all think about them what the fuck segments, man? Did they make you go, what the fuck? Or were you just kind of like, ah, that shit's stupid. Either way, I'd love to hear your opinion. Comment down below. Click on the links, you know, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, all. I literally check all that stuff just because I have nothing better to do. But uh, without further ado, I know what y'all came here for. The real review. This is Grandma's Boy. Alright, so we're going to be starting off with Grandma's Boy. As always, we're going to be talking about the plot. Then talking about the pros, the cons, people we'd recommend it to. And then uh if they actually do a sequel or something if we'd be fans of it still um fun fact before we actually do start this uh they're actually thinking about making a sequel i don't know if you know about that or not but uh yeah they... same characters and everything or yeah 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 okay. the same character they even did a quick little anime and shit dude um it was Dante and, and Alex and shit. They're on the fucking couch and shit, like, smoking and shit, talking. Uh, it was, like, a little short. I'll send it to you <laughs> afterwards and shit, though. Uh, so it starts off with two characters, Alex, played by Alan Corvette, and his roommate, Josh, played by Jonathan. I'm saying this wrong. Longoran. Uh, enjoying one of the greatest boxing games in history, Fight Night Round 3. Uh, I think that was, that was like my favorite game back in the day. I still kind of play it on the PSP. But uh, when Josh tells Alex to load the bowl before they start their next round, Josh is, is pretty much a hoe and he unplugs Alex's, Alex's remote. After knocking over the bong, Alex goes to the kitchen where he sees two big guys in the kitchen eating his food and pretty much packing up his coffee maker. Alex then asks why, why they're in his home. And he finds out that they're getting evicted uh, for being six months late on the rent. It turns out Josh has been spending their money on Filipino hookers or massage <laughs> therapists, as Josh calls them. And, of course, the renter is Rob Schneider. The fucking one people. and only Rob Schneider. Okay, Rob so... Schneider is a renter. <laughs> a house renter. Dude, honestly, <laughs> man, I forgot, like how funny rob schneider was dude like in the hot chick like, it was pretty funny dude and then in this one he's funny as fuck too like i like that he can play pretty much any character like any ethnicity background <laughs> fuck like he's yeah. played mexican and uh six the terrible six or whatever yeah and this one he plays like i don't know i guess kind of like a persian guy or yeah something like that accent. yeah yeah, he always goes like above and beyond on the act on the accent and stuff, but like he sometimes he does overdo it, but it's never annoying. It's always like this motherfucker right here, dude. <laughs> like, you know, it's just funny as fuck, dude. Like, yeah, he's even when he played uh the Asian dude in um and I now pronounce you Chuck and, oh, yeah. and Larry in the circle, the circle, like to me, <laughs> yeah, that shit's funny as fuck, dude. <laughs> 
It kind of sucks though that Adam Sandler like didn't make a cameo. Like, See, you know, it's his company and everything. Like, I'm pretty sure his friends like wrote the script and they were like, "All right, Adam, we got this badass movie." He's like, "Fantastic, go for it, guys." He's here's like, and the we got this part for you. We got this little part for you. We want you to make a cameo? And they're probably he's probably like, "No, I don't want to be in that shit." <laughs> right yeah because he is in in the credits as like an executive producer and shit yeah and then um but honestly that was kind of like one of my little cons too and shit of it like in the party he could have made a little fucking appearance i think like exactly. i pictured him being the one like hey, i'm totally wasted or some shit you know like <laughs> like just something dude but yeah i was pretty disappointed about that but i want to say that's just because i'm an adam sandler fan but uh right all right, anyway, so having no choice, Alex packs up what he can, tries to find a new place to live, and what better place to start than his weird, uh, than his weed dealer friend Dante, played by Peter Dante. <laughs> uh, and real-life best friend of Adam Sandler, right? Both yeah, of them? Yeah, Alex yeah, yeah, they're both. Well, I want to like say his childhood. best friend would be Rob Schneider, and then, you know, all the other ones are, like, other but friends like, and they're shit. They're childhood friends, right? Or, yeah, like, yeah, before? yeah. Adam yeah. Sandler became big. Yeah, like, fuck yeah! And no, I mean friends. he's he's doing what, man. I don't. I'm not like on Adam Sandler level type shit. But I mean, I try to bring like you, Juan, involved in everything I fucking do. Whether it's the music, the podcast, the Thomas show, like all that shit, dude. I, you know, I'm not saying I'm Adam Sandler, but yeah, I try to hook my people up just like he hooks his people up and shit. But uh, so finding out why uh he can't stay there, uh why. Uh, Dante won't let him stay there because of the uh, really not really doesn't really clarify he's just like no nah, I don't know if you can stay this is my business and then you know I got a lion and shit he doesn't really give him like a specific reason why he can't stay I kind of feel like I think like, it was the lion you think so I think so it was the lion or he just likes to be alone that you make it as soon as soon as you meet him he's fucking naked setting up the Christmas tree that's true but uh i mean i can't when i was re-watching it dude I, I realized yeah he wouldn't let alex stay but he let that doctor stay that he met a few <laughs> weeks ago like isn't alex supposed to be your best friend man like but you're gonna let oh yeah this uh, dude i met the other night he's hooking me up with a lion Or <laughs> it's like okay you're letting that guy stay like what the fuck dude what type of bro are you <laughs> He then goes to his cousin's wedding where he's actually pretty much like a, a cool guy over there, but with the kids. As his grandma offers him a place to stay, he tells her he was staying at a friend's house, Jeff, played by Nick Swatson. How the fuck you say his name? Uh, fun fact, he actually is one of the co-writers, too, uh, the dude who plays Jeff, okay. uh, who lives with his <laughs> uh, roommates slash parents and who has a fucking sweet car bed. <laughs> uh <laughs> Late night, Alex can't sleep, so he decides to go and jack off to a toy when Jeff's mom walks in on him just before he comes, and he comes all over <laughs> Jeff's mom. I can't stop coming. <laughs> I can't stop coming. It feels so good. Uh, okay, so uh, left with no options, Alex decides to go to work and sleep on his desk, where he is woken up by Samantha, played by Lin Linda Carden Cardellin me i can't say i don't her think fun. i've ever really seen her in any other movies no not that i not that i could think of check Is this out like dude she is velma from the scooby-doo movie 
I don't know really? if you knew that. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> she's actually been in a lot of movies, dude. I never realized how many movies she's been in. She was in um, the f- good, uh, what the fuck, with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, the, the stepdad movie. I think it was uh, Welcome Home or something, whatever the fuck that's called. And then she's also in The Avengers, dude. She's Hawkeye's wife. Um, so she kind of, she's kind of is everywhere, but okay. she's not like, I would say like home, like everyone really knows her type shit. Like Scarlett Johansson, everyone kind of knows oh, okay. who she is, but she's been in a lot of shit though. Uh, but anyway, it turns out that Samantha's the new, uh, temporary boss to oversee the new video game they're developing, Eternal Death Slayer. To make sure they finish in time for the release date. While Samantha introduces herself to Mr. Cheezel, played by Kevin Nillian, <laughs> who's a weird fucking guy to figure out. Uh, I don't know. He's pretty wisdom. <laughs> He's fucking got that fucking third dream. eye. <laughs> yeah. I had a dream last night. <laughs> 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 but uh to figure yeah. out all the problems on the game on the new game when jp walks in played by uh joel david moore uh who is even more fucking weird than his boss mr chisel and looks <laughs> like something that came out of the matrix uh he <laughs> uh mr chisel tells jp to give samantha a tour of the office when they stumble into alex owning the young gamers in a game called frog bog now, this one I kind of want to pick on. You're, you're in a fucking game company, and the best game you decide to challenge this guy is fucking Frog Bog. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a, like, I was looking at, like, it's a really old pixelated game, and I'm just like, I'd rather fucking play the one where you're the hopper, I think it was, when you're, you're the frog hopping across the fucking the street. Frogger, Frogger I think yeah. it was called. Yeah. I was like, huh, out of all the games to pick, like, fight him at Halo or something, you know? Like, I mean, he's good at current games. He's developing his own current game for the Xbox, too, so. Yeah. Like, he's probably good at Halo. He knows the controls and stuff. He probably wanted to throw them off. Okay, that's game. true. Okay, okay. That's the way I see it. Okay. That... Been... Well, I guess he wasn't going to challenge him to, like, Dance Dance Revolution. Well, they didn't have that yet, that remember? Yeah, they didn't have that. Okay. That's right. After after work, Alex still looks for a place to stay, and he decides to stay at his grandma's, where he starts off loving it at first, until his grandma scares the shit out of him in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that scene was kind of a little off, like, re-watching it. Uh-huh. I felt like that scene was, like, they didn't really have to have that in the movie. Yeah. Like, it's funny, but... I mean, it don't really make sense in the long run. Yeah, because it was only that one time she's like, yeah, we're going to have so much fun. And, like, <laughs> if it was, like, an every night thing, she was doing something fucking yeah. weird. Yeah, it would have it would have been perfect. But, honestly, I never noticed, like, yeah, that with or without that scene, the movie still would have been what it was and mm-hmm. shit. But, <laughs> honestly, I didn't even think about that until you said that. Uh, uh, do you know the grandma's name? Like, the actress' name? I know she was like in Everybody Loves Raymond. Honestly, I don't, dude. Uh, I forget what her name. I honestly didn't even know her name in the movie. To be honest with you, I don't think they ever no, really give her a name. Just Grandma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He just called <laughs> Grandma and shit. But uh, because nah, in uh in Everybody Loves Raymond, she's like, she's just like a total hard ass. She's just like puts her sons down and shit. 
Oh, yeah, does she? I thought that was the dad. Yeah. I, I really don't watch. I, I used but, to watch it every now and then and shit, but okay, I she didn't. She puts know. like Raymond down, and she praises her other son, <laughs> but like she always just puts him down, and and it's funny to see her like in this movie, like being all nice <laughs> and just happy and warm, loving, right? Compared to like everybody loves Raymond, where she's just a total bitch. <laughs> Like if she didn't marry the fucking husband, that's probably what she would have been there. <laughs> uh, but honestly, watching that movie, uh, she she was a perfect grandma, dude. But I was always, I, even when we were younger, I was like, I felt Betty White should have been the grandma. But uh, like I said, like she 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 still killed the role. Like she was the perfect grandma and shit. Yeah. But I always felt Betty White could have brought it like a little bit better and shit. Uh, so anyway, uh, as the clock wakes up Alex at 6 a.m., uh, his grandma makes him breakfast and then makes him do a few chore, a few chores before work. <laughs> and two things I kind of have a problem, not a big problem with, but he wakes up at 6 a.m. The sun is bright as fuck already. And it's not just this movie. <laughs> it is every fucking movie. It could be 5 a.m., 6 a.m. Like, it is bright as fuck outside. And it's like, dude, that's like <laughs> 9, 10, 11 in the fucking morning, dude. Ain't no way that shit's 6. But anyway, that's always my little bone to pick on every fucking movie. And then he says, I got to I gotta go to work in about three hours, Grandma. He does so much shit in three hours. This motherfucker yeah, vacuums, paints, does, uh, does the rugs. <laughs> like, fuck, he does so much shit in three hours. I'm like, God yeah, damn, you're either the fastest dude too. in the world or, <laughs> or what the fuck. I, or, I don't know, dude. But That's why he falls asleep in the next scene when he's at work. Fucking farts. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. passed out because he did all that shit. He's just fucking exhausted and shit, and possibly shits his pants. Now testing his game, demonic. He decides to let his grandma play, and uh, his grandma instantly falls in love with it. While she hogs the TV, he decides to go to Dante's. Coming home high as fuck, Alex tries to warm up some food, but. <laughs> Because grandma's fucking 100, she doesn't have a microwave, he throws it in the oven, and because he's stoned as fuck, burns his hands. Uh, Dude, that's probably, like, one of my favorite scenes right there. Yeah. Like, if you just look at the tray, the shit that he puts in, he's got, like, bread, spaghetti... (laughs) Like a brownie. And he's even a got a fucking banana and shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was looking at that too. I was like, why the fuck a banana, dude? <laughs> but you can tell he's out as fuck because he's like, oh, I don't know what the fuck you are, but I'm gonna eat you anyway. <laughs> yeah, so much junk on there that's like you can eat that shit cold, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right so uh so he burns his hand and then he tells his co-workers it was because of his three crazy nymphomaniac roommates when jonah hill decides to be a bitch and tells fucking samantha everything and honestly i think he deserves to get kicked in the shin dude like i would yeah. kick the shit out of him too oh, man. Yeah. so after alex's Especially meeting when he was like He's like, shut up. He was like, no, you just told us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> like, fucking didn't pick up on it. <laughs> yeah, see, and and I felt like, ooh, you're in trouble. <laughs> I felt like he did that shit on purpose, dude. Like, <laughs> like there wasn't no, he didn't know shit. Like, he was being a bitch, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
I'd have been like, you son of a bitch, man. <laughs> but uh, honestly, I wouldn't have blamed Alex if he would have shattered it, dude. Like, he's like, I think it shattered. Like, yeah, you fucking deserve that shit, man. Yeah. So uh, after Alex is meeting with Samantha, Alex sees JP being fucking weird, hiding against the wall. <laughs> Uh, as he goes home he's trying to get some levels done he discovers his grandma and other roommates are obsessed with the tv he tries to get jeff to do his levels but gets declined alex then realizes he sleeps he slept all through the night and didn't get any levels done uh, while Alex is asleep, Jeff gets challenged to Dance Dance Revolution and pretty much hustles them, <laughs> proving proving that he can once and for all talk all the shit that he wants to in the gaming world. <laughs> Honestly, in the beginning, dude, when he walks in, all right, you fucking nerds and shit. This is like, dude, you sleep on a car bed, like humping the fuck out of your turtle, man. Like, how the fuck are they nerds, man? But, of course, no one really knows that except for Alex. And then fucking... Right. So, yeah, he really can't talk all the shit that he wants to. JP steals one of the testers' ideas on how to make the dwarves and elves look different without wasting time and money. Alex's grandma and roommates come to visit Alex at work, and his co-workers thinks that he's banging his grandma because they're fucking retarded. <laughs> Alex finally <laughs> decides to come home to come clean and tells everyone that he's tell that he's staying with his grandma. With one more night to get his levels done, Alex decides to buy his grandma tickets to an antique road show. Finally getting the levels done, Alex becomes the group saviors and also reclaims his throne as the great gray bush. Uh, another thing I didn't understand on this part. Fucking uh, when everyone like was freaking out and they're like, you know, I, we are we going to get fired? Like I deserve to die. Like. Wouldn't Alex be the only one getting fired at this point? Like, y'all all did y'all job, got y'all levels done. Like, why are y'all freaking out? I guess because they're part of the team. But do you think, like, like, that's how the gaming thing works? Like, if one person falls, everyone fucking gets fired? I think so. Yeah? Honestly, yeah, I think so. Okay, because that cause part I didn't understand. Like, I guess just because, like, I don't know. Maybe if they kind of knew, they could have they could have helped there or something. Okay, okay. Mm. So as the game Eternal Death Slayer gets back on schedule, Mister Cheezle gets on some weird happy speech shit and tells Samantha to take everyone out for dinner. Uh, <laughs> JP tells Samantha that he can't go out with everyone because he's got Buffy on Blu-ray, uh, and he hits <laughs> and he hits on Samantha in a very weird fucking way. Uh, now at the restaurant that Mr. Cheezel picked out for them, it turns out that nobody likes it, and I really don't blame him. Fuck that place. Uh, we are then introduced right. to Shiloh, played by the one and only David Spade. Um, again, dude, David Spade was one, a person I forgot is fucking funny as shit, too. Like, in Joe Dirt, Tommy Boy, uh, Black Sheep, like, and then in this one, dude, it's like, right. fuck, man, like, Rob Schneider and, and David Spade, they, they're they actually fucking funny, dude, like, I think yes. they play so many side <laughs> characters in, in low-budget movies, you kind of forget that they're funny as fuck, dude, like, and I remember talking to my dad about it, and he was like, well, they made it major for a reason, and it's like, yeah, that's true, but they dish out so much shit, you forget that they're funny, dude, <laughs> like, because in this movie, fucking David Spade kills it, man. 
Like for the little Yeah, even though he's in it just for like a minute or two. <laughs> his scene is badass. Yeah, dude, like to me that's a, a memorable scene and shit. All right, guy blow. It's Shiloh, you fucking yeah. idiots. <laughs> This fucking mocking laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go make fun of the fucking vegan guys. We're not hurting anyone. <laughs> anyway, uh, the gang talks a lot of shit to Shiloh, and he gets pissed, and it's fucking hilarious. While the gang goes to Fat Burger or wherever the fuck they decide to go, I honestly forgot the name of the burger joint. Uh, Alex I think is. That's what it was. Oh, Alex's grandma and other roommates decide to drink some weed. Well, they're thinking that it's tea, but uh, so honestly, I, this part really, whenever they drink the tea, like the movie was yeah, good, just, but I feel like this is the part where it really fucking like picks up and shit. Where yeah, it's all funny, and then this one's like fucking hilarious, dude. Um, <laughs> so Alex and the gang end up going back to Alex's house due to de- due to Jeff having to take a shit. When they see Alex's grandma stoned as fuck, cracking up, having a good old time. Uh, so let me talk about this scene real quick, dude. All right. So if you went home and saw your grandma high as fuck, how do you think she'd react? Do you think she'd react like that? Or you think she'd be fucking like freaking out? Like, Robert, I don't know what's going on with me. Like, oh, no, 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 no. like how Cheech was and shit. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's how she'd react. <laughs> yeah, I think she'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> like, she she wouldn't be laughing her ass off. She wouldn't be enjoying it. <laughs> she wouldn't be watching the Spanish station and shit, laughing her <laughs> ass off. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so trying to get more weed, Alex calls up Dante for more weed, and then all of a sudden, a party starts to happen. While everyone's having a good time, the gang decides to make a prank phone call to JP, who appears to be having some weird fucking robot meltdown. Uh, Jonah Hill finally sucks on some titties for 13 hours, uh, while Alex and Samantha (laughs) play Street Fighter, and Jeff finally loses his virginity to one of Alex's roommates who's like 70 and who's had sex with like 3,000 and something people. And Alex wraps some salt and pepper, so that's pretty cool. Uh, as Alex wakes up, he sees Samantha and his grandma looking at some old baby pictures. Alex then offers to take uh, Samantha home while they're still, while they still see Jonah Hill sucking a tit. And okay, and before I move on, this is a part, another part that kind of like just donged on me. Jonah Hill was sucking that girl's tit for 13 hours. He didn't think, like, let me smash. Like, that chick obviously liked him. Like, she had him sucking on his tit for 13 hours, dude. Like, why didn't you fuck her, dude? Like, you're a fat guy. Like, (laughs) Jeff's losing his virginity to a fucking 70-year-old, dude. You could have had a way better story at that point, you know? Shoot, he probably came (laughs) just seeing her tit. And he was just satisfied. (laughs) Satisfied and sucking on them. <laughs> see, see, I brought the same thing up to the mom, and she said the exact same thing. Like, well, maybe the tit was good enough for him. I'm like, yeah, yeah. but it could have been way fucking better. Like, he could have been that girl's mistake. Possibilities, huh? <laughs> he didn't even think of the possibilities. Right. He was just happy what he had. <laughs> that that's true. what he had right there at that moment. And <laughs> that's true. That's true. Okay, as Alex finally kisses Samantha, JP checks his phone and doesn't really like what he hears. JP goes to Alex's house and opens up about how he's a nerd and how nobody really likes him. 
while he's doing this, he sees Alex's game uh, that he's developing, Demonic, and tells Alex that he can take it home and give him some notes on how to make it better. Alex thinks that it's a better that it's a badass idea and doesn't realize that JP is going to steal his game. So while in the meeting, everyone is obsessed by JP's new game, Demonic, Alex decides to speak up and threatens to kick JP's ass. JP has another little quick robot breakdown, and no one else believes that the game is really Alex's creation. So doing what a real man does, Alex says, fuck everybody and quits. This... Hey, you think uh, he could have had more proof in one way or another, like, like on his computer or something like he's programming this whole game like you don't think he had he was drawing a picture yes i was about earlier. to bring that like, shit up dude like yeah in like i think the first 13 minutes it shows him drawing sketches for yeah. demonic i'm like dude you have the fucking proof that it's your game man like right why you the fuck the did you just get pissed off and walk out dude i would have been like <laughs> yes i got fucking proof i got sketches that i've been drawing and shit like you can't do like, all that shit in one night. Like JP kind of threw, I think he threw a weak ass case when oh Alex probably stole it, learned all the moves and blah blah blah. Yeah. Like he could have had a better case when he was <laughs> like, yeah, I have the drawing, the original drawings right fucking here, motherfucker. But anyway, was, I think they just did that. So relevant for like, huh? What's up? Oh, I was like, I think it kind, they kind of just happened like that, you know, so that way the movie can happen. But <laughs> you're right, <laughs> um, that's true. But anyway, so uh, Alex quits and then decides to head to Dante, where he smokes everything—the Frankenstein, the deer shit—and fucking Dante <laughs> agrees to go to the Looney Boon to go to the Looney Bin with Looney Alex. Bin together. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Honestly, dude, <laughs> that shit always reminds me of me and you and shit. Like, yeah, I'm going to do it with you, man. Like, fuck yeah. That's what makes you a real one, though, man. Like, for real, for real. So, uh, Samantha tries to find Alex and runs into his grandma where she tells her about Demonic. And, at, and as a last resort, Samantha brings Alex's grandma into the office to prove that JP stole the game. But one problem is they still can't find Alex. So Jeff decides to call him and tells him that JP is a real robot and kidnapped his grandma. And the only way he can <laughs> save her is by coming to the office. <laughs> now as Alex it's and Don... You. I think it's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too big to go to the devil's house. <laughs> so uh, as Dante and Alex and a, and a monkey make their way to the office, he makes it there in time, just in time to see his grandma and JP go at go head to head, ah, go at it in a head to head comeback at Demonic. Uh, as JP loses and finally has his third and final robot meltdown, everyone is glad to see him go. Six months later, the gang is celebrating the release of Alex's game Demonic, which is quickly ruined by a fucking elephant. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, uh, before I give you my pros, do you want to go first, or? Yeah, so, uh, pretty much one of my pros is just the uh, unique of characters, like, JD, re-watching it, pretty much everything he says is just hilarious. <laughs> 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 like, just the way he acts in that movie, like, how did he see me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. And then the robot voice, dude, like, will you please sit on my face? 
<laughs> or he just argues with himself with the robot voice and his regular voice. <laughs> Did you know that <laughs> like that's that a dude a from good... Dodgeball, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. I, it took me a while to realize that, that that was him and shit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite scenes, like we were talking about the party scene. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the biggest scene in the whole movie that like really brings the whole movie together. Right. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Just because it's just a variety of characters at the party. That's like the ideal party that you want, that anybody wants to see. Yeah, that because honestly, out of uh, out of all the parties I've been to, dude, like I I think in my head I've always pictured parties like like that, like, like that. house party, like American Pie, like and mm-hmm. and you know like that movie, and it's I mean I've never, never been, been to like a party that. like that. I want to say the closest that we've gotten sort of was the one that we threw at your house, uh, where everyone just started fucking puking yeah. though, <laughs> and then. Uh, but you know, it still it still really didn't hit like like it yeah. does in the movies, and I guess that's my fault for holding up high expectations and shit. Uh, no, I'm with you on that for sure. Yeah, okay. Like, it'll okay. always be cool to go to like a beach party or beach party house or something like an American Pie or, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, dude. <laughs> seriously. Um. Okay, so oh my bad. Do you have any more pros? Um. I guess, like, one of my other favorite scenes, like we talked about, was just him in the kitchen getting stoned. I think that's, like, the scene that made me laugh the most, the hardest. <laughs> the way he burned his hands. <laughs> yeah, burned his hands and just the shit that he put in the oven. Like, you really didn't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For most of that shit. <laughs> one time at my dad's old house, I remember he didn't really have a lot of food at the time. And the only thing he had was, like, a can of corn, so... I fucking made that. At first, I was like, this is fucking awesome. And then a little bit afterwards, I was like, I think I'm going to be sick. Oh, yeah. Shit. So, to me, the pros are, uh, this movie's like 15 years old, man. And to me, it still holds up. Like, like you said, like all the characters, man, like they're really unique. They're funny as fuck, man. Even like the side characters, and the ones that had like a few lines, like Rob Schneider, David Spade, dude. Um, <laughs> even Kevin Nash, when he's like, oh, there's a name for that. Yeah, it's called a prostitute. You're a prostitute. And it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like, damn, like, to me, that's all fucking remember, like, memorable shit and shit. Like, because I even remember, like, whenever me and you would quote it, like, years fucking later and shit, like, that, like, you're a prostitute and then fucking, um, <laughs> the the fucking dolphin part i remember like a couple years back and shit me and you were trying to like recreate or something like fucking around with (laughs) yeah uh it's just some funny shit dude uh i love all the part well not all the parts but i love the part where the grandma gets high um and then dante is on the screen and he fucking killed like every time dante is on that screen dude he kills it and shit like oh i am naked well, it's July, like, <laughs> um, and really, the 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 main thing that I really really do like about this movie is all of, all of Adam's side characters in his movies. They prove how much funnier they really are. Like being with Adam Sandler or not, dude. Like they still bring it in this movie. Like not to be mean or anything, but they're kind of proving. They don't need Adam Sandler to be funny, you know? Like, 
in my opinion, anyway. They don't need them to, like, they can do it kind of without them. Yeah, exactly. Like, with or without Sandler, dude, they can be funny and shit. Uh, Yeah. But honestly, I found out when this movie first came out, dude, it didn't really do well in in the box office type shit. But... Okay. It was kind of like Evil Dead type shit. Like it, it had a huge cult, cult following as soon as the the DVD came out because they made like thirty five million um on the DVD sales, and then they made like six million in theaters, and the budget was only like five million, so they only made like a million dollar profit <laughs> while it was in theaters. But um, but yeah. Anyway, so uh, any cons? Do you have any cons on this movie? All right, like how you said that your pros is uh it still kind of holds up or it's not outdated. I think it's pretty outdated at least yeah. for the video games. Uh-huh. Not the characters, but like video game wise. Like it's just seeing the Xbox, seeing like JD talking about it's the greatest game of all time and just seeing the graphics during that time. Okay. It's like, nah. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> At the same time, I don't think they could do like a remake of this movie or a part two. Right, right. But, but yeah, like for the games, at least they're pretty outdated. Systems are outdated. Graphics are outdated. Yeah, but that's expected. Yeah, because I feel like if, because I mean, I want to say this movie came out when we were in junior high. Uh, I think it came out like two thousand six, two thousand five, something like that. But uh, I feel like if middle schooler kids were to watch it now. The part where he unplugs the the remote, they wouldn't really get that. They'd be like, you know, uh, they don't have wireless remotes or some shit. Like, I feel like there'd be a lot of shit that didn't go over our head, but we'll go over a lot of the today's kids and shit. Um, you have any more cons before I, I get on with mines or? No, that was pretty much the only cons for me. Okay, so with my with me. My cons are kind of I'm kind of using logic and I it is pretty bad to use logic in a in a com in a dumb comedy. But anyway, my cons are when the mom walks in, right? Why did she walk in? Like her son is a fucking grown up. Like if he's in the bathroom <laughs> late night, why are you going to honey, why what are you doing up so late? He's either one taking a piss or taking a shit. Like why would you walk in, dude? Like that's kind of your fault for fucking yeah. getting cummed on. Uh, and then not only that, dude, Jeff, he's like proud of that shit. He told 13 people at work. <laughs> like if, if you came on my mom, I would not be fucking telling anybody that shit, dude. <laughs> and then whenever they're in the scene where he's like, Hey my, yeah, my, my bush isn't really gray. Not according to my mom. Like, did you and your fucking mom <laughs> talk about it? Like, what did you like? How was that conversation like in the morning? So, mom, like, what did Jeff's pubes look like? What did Alex's pubes look like, mom? Like, oh, they were a little gray, son, or like, like you know, like. Well, I picture that's exactly their relationship. Because <laughs> when he gets in the car and he's like, "Hi, mommy," he's like, "Hey, sweetie, did you have a good day?" He's like, "Yeah, did you remember to get something?" Samurai like, Jack. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um okay so uh let me see i already kind of picked on the game frog bog uh i guess logically the monkey driving the car the vehicle to the place 
That's pretty dumb. Yeah, because the monkey's driving like this, dude. And then if you look at the back screen, it's all like fucking just driving straight. And it's like, he'd be like, dude, but, dude. But then again, this is just shit that I'm kind of nitpicking on where it's like, it is a dumb comedy. It's supposed to be dumb. So you really can't put too much logic in it. But I still had to find some cons with it, though. I just had to kind of do that. Uh, and then the part where Dante is like, no, Alex, you can't stay here, but I'm going to let this doctor guy that I met the other night stay here because he's looking <laughs> me over. Like, dude, if you just don't want Alex to stay with you, dude, like, be a real one and just tell him, nah, dude, I just don't want you to stay here. Uh, let me see. You me out. <laughs> uh, pretty much that's all my cons of it. Uh, are there any people that you'd recommend it to? Uh, any stoners that haven't seen it? Yeah. It's pretty much a stoner movie. Like, anybody anybody else that's not a stoner and watches it, they're going to be like, yeah, it's a pretty dumb movie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> actually, uh, this movie actually won a stoner award or something like that. Uh, I didn't write it down. Wait. I forgot to write it down. But when I was doing my little research on it, it actually won a stoner award. Uh, but people I'd recommend it to is anyone who likes comedies, like any comedies at all, whether it be smart comedy, dumb comedies, uh, anyone that wants a good laugh. And like you said, stoners in particularly, uh, I feel like they... It's anyone that likes Adam Sandler movies because it is technically his company. Right. Yes, exactly. Actually, yeah. that's actually one people of my cons too. Uh, I, we talked about it earlier. I don't like how Adam Sandler wasn't in here, dude. Like, I really wish he would have been in here. Maybe he was. I tried to look it up, like, why he wasn't in here. It didn't really say. So I don't know if he was doing another movie or, like, you said, he just, no, nah, I don't want to be in that shit. Like, I, I really don't know. They really haven't answered it. So, uh, which brings me to my last questions. If a part two ever came out, would you watch it? Like, would you still be a fan of it oh, if they made a spinoff or, like, All on right. Netflix or some shit? I guess I'd watch it, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Honestly, it, I'd watch it too, but I feel like it would be like Joe Dirt. Like how Joe Dirt was so funny. Years later, they made a part two. I watched it. It wasn't as good. Like, I feel like they kind of captured Thunder in a bottle and they can't redo it. Like, no. I would still watch it. I don't it, know though. if any of the grandmas would be still alive. Like, if they were to get all the original cast together. Right. That's true. I don't know if the grandmas would still be. I don't know if the grandmas are still kicking it. Yeah, I'm, I really don't know either, dude. I'm not too... I want to say... I could be wrong, dude, but I want to say that everyone loves Raymond Grandma's dead. Uh, I think. I'm, I'm not too sure. Uh, Raymond might have been the grandpa. Huh? I said, I think that might have been the grandpa. Oh, the grandpa. Okay. I heard, like, someone yeah, the from dad. that cast died. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, too, and if they did come out with the Grandma's boy, too, it would be kind of sad... If uh he if Alex was still living with his grandma because he lived he moved in and he was like what thirty five thirty six or something so fifteen yeah. years later he'd be like close to fifty I think he'd be like fifty one or something <laughs> dude and still living with his grandma I'd be like uh. <laughs> but like I said I'd still right. watch it I probably wouldn't like be psyched about it like oh my god grandma's boy two is coming out like yeah. it'd just be like I, I don't even think I'd. God, I'm gonna be a dick saying this, dude. I don't even think I'd spend my money to watch it in the theaters. I would just wait oh, till it's on Netflix no. or something, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, but like I said, they they no, I feel you on that. They were talking about um making a part two. Uh, the dude who plays JP and the dude who plays Jeff. 
they were talking about like uh just making another movie for the fans and shit because they said uh even though it didn't do well in the box office it still became a a phenomenal cult hit so they were like if we do one it would be for the fans it wouldn't be to try to make any money from it uh but yeah so anyway pretty cool do you have anything to add before we close off this review on grandma's boy Shoot, like if you were saying at the end, if they were to remake the movie just for the fans, that'd be cool because they probably like throwing a lot of jokes, just like give it a lot of uh, dedication and writing to the script. Right. Okay. That's true. That's true. <clears throat> uh, to me, I feel like it'd be like uh, kind of like Grown Ups, though. Like it, it really wouldn't have the same feel as the first one does, man. Uh. Okay. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I'd still watch it, not trying to bash it. Uh but yeah, <laughs> that's just my notes on it. But uh anyway, everybody, thank you for watch for listening to uh our review on Grandma's Boy. Honestly, I really still haven't decided if I'm gonna do a video on this yet or if I'm gonna just keep it audio. I might go back and forth with it. But uh anyway, thank you everyone for watching and listening, whatever you're doing on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook. Uh see y'all next time. Peace. So, what did y'all think about the interview with Will? What did y'all think about the What the Fuck segments? What did y'all think about the Grandma's Boy review? Now, before I actually sign off, the reason that I picked Grandma's Boy, well, me and my boy Robert picked Grandma's Boy, is mainly because we grew up with our grandmas, so we literally relate a lot to this movie. We were both Grandma's Boys, uh, and it's funny, even to this day, I still find it funny. I know Robert was kind of like, it doesn't hold up today, but to me it still holds up and I'll probably be right now I'm 29 almost 30 next month but I picture in about 30 more years when I'm 60 it's still gonna fucking hold up to me man but uh anyway if y'all are literally still listening I really appreciate it really appreciate y'all as always stay humble stay blessed and I will talk to y'all next week peace but yeah so before we close the segment off is there anything that y'all has Want to add to it or? No, I'm just really high. Fuck you, I'm out. <laughs>